0: It's about to get Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. We about to get Gabby AF, Gabby AF. It's nothing less because you rocking with the best. Now we about to get Gabby AF.
1: Hello, my friends at Gabby AF. I am so excited for this episode. We're doing something a little bit different as the guest that I have is not only a professional wrestler, but a reality TV star. So I had to get him on. He is a friend of mine. He is the one and only Adam Maxton. Adam, welcome to the Gabby AF universe.
0: Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to to chat with you. This is actually the first podcast that I've done post-Love Island. So I, I, you know what, I'm not going to lie. I turned a couple down and I said, no, you know what? This one I will do, though, because we're cool. We're tight. Yeah. We've never met, but we're well, we're in the same industry. So Yeah,
1: I mean, you're across the world. You know what I mean? You are in... You live in... London, uh, England, Northern,
0: right? Bel- well, I'm in Belfast, yeah, in Northern Ireland. So, but I'm looking, to, I'm looking to move over back to the UK, and you know that's where most of my wrestling is. So, I'm just here for now.
1: Nice, yeah. I mean, that's kind of why we've never met, but we have a lot of mutual friends, and we are cool. But you know, I have to talk Love Island before we get into pro wrestling. And for my fans listening and my friends listening, if you don't know what Love Island is, it's probably the biggest dating show in the UK, if not one of the biggest in the world right now, because they brought it over to the United States because it was like so popular. Yeah. And Adam was on season two, which was what, 2016?
0: Yeah, you were, yeah, so yeah, you boy. were a baby. Yeah, I was 24 years oh old my when God. I did
1: that. And then you just- I'm 31 now. 31, okay. It's actually your birthday this month because I did my research.
0: I'm um, like impressive. It is, it is. <laughs>
1: But, and then you've just, so you popped right back in. This is why I had to bring you on. You were just on Love Island All-Stars where they bring in past contestants from the show. So I have a couple loaded questions because I was telling Adam this before the show. I have so many friends that are obsessed with Love Island, like obsessed. They've watched every season. They've watched you in season two. They watch All-Stars and Adam came on and he was, talking about pro wrestling, probably from the jump when you were on the show. And my friends all texted me, there's a pro wrestler on Love Island. This is the coolest thing ever. People were tweeting, Kathy Kelly tweeted about it on Twitter. So like, it's such a cool crossover. But before we get into the wrestling part of it, I want to know what is the hardest part about being on reality TV? Because I'm sure there's a lot, but what would you say is like the one thing now that you've been kind of a veteran and you've been on it twice, uh, what what was the hardest thing for you to kind of have to adjust to? Do you know what?
0: I think for some people, it's like if they want to go on and try and be a character or try and portray themselves as maybe something that they're not, then that's when they're setting themselves up for like the public scrutiny, because especially in this day and age, the public is savage with like the comments yeah. and the things that they'll leave and people will make troll accounts and fake accounts just to like write something negative about you. So For me i was just like i'm gonna go in and be myself and just do me and if people i'm like i'm at a place in my life now where if people don't like me or they don't get me like that's cool whereas years ago probably when i was on it the first time on season two i was a lot more cautious about like how i came across and what i said and you know am i coming across the right way and obviously back then as well i was trying to get signed by WWE, and so i was kind of like i can't swear i can't like kiss girls i can't do anything that's maybe gonna kiss girls you know get publicity (laughs) so obviously this time i was like I'm going to just go in and be me, but I think that probably is the hardest thing is you are setting yourself up for a lot of judgment from potentially millions of people, but if you go in there and you're just yourself, then it can either go really well for you if you go, if you come across really well, or if you're one of the, one of the heels on the show, or if you choose to come across like that, then you are probably setting yourself up for some, some like scrutiny and a lot of judgment. But again, if you've got fixed skin and you don't care, there's a guy Mitch on my series like this time called Messy Mitch, and he he loves staring the pot and he almost, like I met him backstage, like at the final, he's actually a chill guy, a sound guy, but he knows when he's on camera that he can play after that character and become that person that, you know, the fans are, that love to hit. So it just depends what you're looking for the show, from the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's what I was going to ask too. I don't know how much you could dive into it, but a lot of reality stars have come out and talked about their time on shows and said like how it's scripted or it's really not as real as like we think it is. When it comes to Love Island, how much of it is really you guys authentically being yourselves? Or how much do you think, and maybe not you yourself, but how much do you see people really just playing it up for the camera? And maybe they're completely different outside of um, what you see on TV.
0: Yeah, there definitely is like some of that. I Even in there, I could tell people knew when there were certain moments, like they knew when the cameras were really rolling and you could see a difference in them. But again, myself, I was just chilled. I don't, I don't change for the cameras. I'm just me. But there are two producers in there the whole time with you. So During certain situations, they might, like say an argument happened between a couple, a producer might call me into the the villa and be like, Adam, can you go out and grab, you know, one of the guys and take them over here and have a chat about that argument that they just had. So everything you say is your own words. They will never put words in your mouth and make you try and say something that you wouldn't say, but they definitely do try and get some drama going. And so, for example, my second night in, the producer grabs me inside the girl and she goes, "Okay." Adam, tonight's the night, you need to kiss Arabella. And I was like, I'm down, I was like, I'll kiss her. I was like, I mean, I was probably gonna try anyway. Yeah. Uh, they said, so we want you to go out and grab her and say, look, let's go up to the terrace and have a chat. So I was like, you don't have to ask me twice. So I walked straight out, I was like, Arabella, let's go straight up on the terrace, had the kiss, came back down, the producer was like, class, perfect, smashed it. But I was just like, I was gonna do that regardless. But yeah. the There are situations like that where the producers will you know, try and get a bit of drama or make better TV and at the end of the day it is a TV show and you're getting paid to be on there so you kind of have to go with what they're wanting but you'll never be forced to do or say something that you don't feel comfortable with unless you're like one of the heels and you're like, yeah, I'll do it.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously you mentioned Arabella, so we have to ask about it because I know if I don't ask you about the girl you left the villa with, all my friends that have been, by the way, texting me questions to ask you because
0: they're obsessed. They want to know if I'm single, yeah? They They
1: want to know if you guys are still together. By the way, Arabella is stunningly beautiful. I had to look her up because she's – she just seems very cool. You guys seem like you had some good chemistry. Um, but yeah, I, like, are you, if I don't ask if you guys are still together, I'm not doing my job as a friend, all my friends that are obsessed with the show. So I don't know what you can tell us or what's going on, but I have to ask. So you have to tell me now.
0: This is, so obviously, I went in pretty late on. Yes. Like, literally just the last week of the show. And I said, that I was just going to be go in and be me. And like, if there was someone there, then cool. Like I knew I wasn't going to fake it or pretend to like someone, cause I just can't do that. It would have came across that I wasn't being me. So honestly, when I say this, I went in and like, there was just inst- an instant connection, like eye contact. And even when we were talking and just in general, like I have a weird personality and a weird like banter. And like you, you either get it or you don't. And she just seemed to get it. And like some girls will ever cringe at the stuff that I say, or they'll find me absolutely hilarious. But again, I'm not going to try and make everyone like find me funny, but right. Arabella did. so. We had an amazing weekend there. Um, And obviously we came out of the villa and Arabella wouldn't have seen her family for probably like seven or eight weeks. And I know that there was a couple of people in her family that were in a bit of like ill health. So similar to me, I'm close to my family as well. And I was actually wrestling like two days after I got back to the UK. So I just said to her, I was like, look, I think you just need a bit of time to like see your family, catch up with them. And also she had just came out of a pretty serious relationship before she went on the show Mm. as well. And I also, look, I think you need to, process that because you haven't had the time you've literally gone from like ending a relationship to going in on tv right. on a reality show and like just me the mature guy that i am now i was just like i like we don't need to rush this we don't need to force things like i do like yeah we get on good there's something there potentially but just because we're on a tv show we don't need to like force things because i can't do that i just gotta let stuff happen naturally and i guess i just said you need to go away and have a think and like just try and figure some of your your own stuff out and then i am due to meter next week in england when i'm over there anyway so it's just like I'm a chill guy, like I'm gonna, you know, I was fine before I did the show being single. I was just working on myself and becoming better and like working on my mindset. So I'm kind of like, if something's meant for you, then it won't pass you. So we're we're in a good place. We get on good, but as you know, I'm sure in relationships as well, it's about effort. And yeah. if the effort there, then you will make the effort. Like if you're, you can never say you're too busy to see someone because if you want to see someone, you will make the time. 100%. So it's just down to us now to keep meeting up and just seeing what's happening with there. And there is no pressure. We knew each other a week. Yeah, the public liked us together. And obviously i made her happy when i came in which made me feel good mm-hmm. that you know me and her helped her journey and her like the the end of her experience good but that doesn't mean we have to put pressure on ourselves like just go with the flow and it's it's obviously a weird concept because you're on that show and you spend 24 7 like around each other all day every day so and then you crazy. almost go in reverse when you come back on the outside world you've got your own stuff going on so you do it in a, a reverse order but. We'll just see what happens. I'm, that's just me in general. I'm just I'm just going with the flow. So Yeah,
1: I mean, it is crazy because people will be like shipping you guys and they're like so obsessed with these couples. And you guys, like you said, what did you spend like nine days, eight, seven or something days together? And like, yeah, you're spending the whole day together and it's kind of like exhilarated because of that. But at the end of the day, when you go back to real life, it's kind of like we're not going to be doing that right away. So you kind of have to feel out what's going to be best for the two of you. Not to mention you're a pro wrestler. Dating a pro wrestler is not. An easy feat because no. you guys are crazy. Like, I, I listen, I know, but some people that aren't used to it, I don't know if she was a pro wrestling fan, if she knew a lot about it before meeting you, because I know you did. Well, I mean, we're going to talk about big flex that you brought to the house because that was you introducing her to to, to you. But I mean, I'm sure that's going to be some kind of adjustment for anybody that's not used to it. And you're traveling a lot and you put a lot of pressure on your body. It's a mental thing. So I could see why it's not like, oh yeah, right away, let's pretend like, you know, we're going to jump right back into it. It's got to kind of yeah. be a slow process. But, you know, talk a little bit about bringing your pro wrestling big flex onto the show and kind of the reaction that you got. Cause I feel like people loved it. I saw a lot of stuff on social media about it. You kind of remind me of like the Miz because the Miz was on the real world before WWE before all that. And on the real world, all he talked about was pro wrestling and that was his goal and that was his dream. So you're kind of like the Irish version of that on a British show. So kind of talk about the reactions you got from the cast while you were doing it in real time and kind of like the cool reactions you got off social media as well.
0: Yes, yeah, so, and this was like, this was my intention going in. I was like, look, I might not meet anyone in there right. that like, you know, like that I'm compatible with, like a female. But at least if I can go in and talk about big flex and like my wrestling career, like at least I can get myself over it by doing that. For and sure, it was good because all the guys in there loved pro wrestling. Like all the conversations that I had, like the the enthusiasm from the lads when we were talking about wrestling, they, and they were all like, oh, I used to love these guys when I was growing up, and like, how do you do these moves? So like. Although I had a brief time in there, I'm glad I got to show enough of that. And like there's clips of me, you know, and like that was my plan to get that out there. Because if I'm honest, like eight years ago when I did season two, I was so worried about, like I said, trying to make it to WWE or trying to come across the right way. And I I also hadn't really been wrestling for that long. A lot of people think that I was like a full time pro wrestler before I did Love Island years ago, but I'd only really been wrestling like six months. Mm. And. Said to myself, you know, here's this big opportunity at 24 years old, if I, if I do this TV show, it might help get my name out there. And it did, because then WWE did get in touch and I got invited to have a tryout like in 2017. And then I actually got offered a contract for NXT UK, like just before COVID. And, you know, for some reasons it fell through and stuff. So it definitely helped get my name out there. But this time I was like, I can go in now and just one show, the growth that I've had as a man and like how I've matured from 24 to 31. But also just use the show as a platform to get myself over. And, like, I think a lot of people, you know, if they would admit it, they do go on these shows to, you know, because the chances of meeting someone that you're fully compatible with, it is rare, but you might and you can. But if you can use it to your advantage and a platform for whatever it is that you want to do in your life as well, hopefully, then, you know, you might as well go for it. So, I, you know, some people ask me, like, oh, did you regret it the first time or have you regretted this time? Definitely not. I just think I had eight years and, I was actually in a bit of a moment last year. I was kind of trying to figure stuff out. Like, am I still resting full time or what's my plan? Because I'm getting a little bit older now. And then this came up. So I just, I believe that everything is meant to happen for a reason.
1: So That's so exciting. I, I love that. I feel like, and the maturity that you've had from 24, which is crazy to say 24 to like 31, because that's, I mean, there's been like 10 seasons of Love Island and you were on like season two. So you're kind of like. An oldie. An OG. You're, yeah, you're like I'm an, OG. I'm an OG. An OG. I said oldie. I didn't mean to call you old. We're basically the I same. Mean, <laughs> we're
0: we're 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 aging good, by the way. I think we're looking in our, you know, we're looking
1: good. Yeah, I mean, I think I look better now than I did when I was twenty-four. I have a little bit more of my shit together, I would say. I mean, as yeah. as would you, but you know, and now you've come on, on now, you're an all-star, which is kind of a cool thing to say. But
0: that's a big compliment.
1: It is. It is. Like, because
0: To be picked out of 10 series yes. of people like from season two, when really season one and two, the producers even said like you just didn't really get all the sort of like fame or the, the big things from it. Like season one and two, kind of put the show on the map mm-hmm. and then from series onwards, it kind of blew up. So it was cool that I showed enough personality and enough banter like back in season two to be considered as good for it, especially the first season of All-Stars as well, to be able to say that I that I got on it. and. I don't, like, I meant to say this, I didn't, I wasn't, I was supposed to go into the show way earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. But because there was so much drama, they were like, Adam, you're not going in. And then I got a call one day saying, Adam, you're not going on at all. No, you're going home. Oh my god! And I was like, what? So I've been in South Africa for two and a half weeks wow. away from the world, no phone. And then they rang me and they said, look, thank you, but it's not going to happen. So I had to just accept that and suck it up straight away. So they booked me from a flight from Cape Town to Johannesburg. And then I was supposed to get a flight from Johannesburg back to the UK. And as soon as i i had that two-hour flight and i kind of come to terms with it i was like okay it wasn't meant to be what am i going to do now I kind of honestly as soon as i landed johannesburg my phone goes and it's one of the producers and they were like adam you're going to think we're crazy but we need you to fly straight back you're going in tonight and basically oh one of the guys on the show had threatened to leave the show he, like that day he wasn't happy anymore he wanted to leave so instead of just having one of the islanders leave they thought well we can make better tv if we throw another bombshell in so it all happened like I kind of accepted that it wasn't meant to happen and then all of a sudden I'm like okay well maybe it is meant to happen so I got my bags flew straight back got a uh, got a car straight to the villa they let me have a shower put some clothes on put a microphone on me and then they're like right in you go and talk about a whirlwind of emotions in in the space of like five hours it's crazy but I, I just believe that you know I was obviously meant to get in there for whatever reason and I'm, I'm glad I did
1: so funny because I now that I've started watching pro wrestling and becoming a pro wrestling man. I say that everything is pro wrestling and that story sounds like such a pro wrestling story where it's like, change, change the show, change the storyline right before it happens. And you just got to be ready to go and you got to be ready to perform right away. That's such a pro wrestling story. I've never heard of anything more where it's like, you're just flying all over the place and now we need you and now we didn't want you, but now we got you. So that's, that's crazy. That's a crazy story. And the fact that you just jumped on and you were just like, had to be charming and like, (laughs) pretend to like not be exhausted from flying all over the place and just make out with someone I, like I was
0: I was but I just had to I had to suck it up and I was like this is my first chance to like make a first impression again so I just went in and it was like right here we go this is why I'm here yeah so, I, and I think you know I think like I've had a lot of positive messages and stuff from it so I think I, I actually think although I had less time this time I think I came across better this time because I was more confident in myself. I know who I am now as a man. I, like, know what I bring to the table in a relationship. And I'm, like, confident in just who I am and how I hold myself. So I'm actually glad that I only had a couple of, like, eight days, eight, nine days. And I actually missed all the drama. There was no real kickoffs. I missed all the crazy stuff. So, you know, I got in the girl and got out so it was
1: good you got in you got in got on get out that's what they like say you're supposed to do you know what i mean and i'm sure the experiences you've had getting older through those years probably helped you because you knew what you wanted you knew you didn't want so as opposed to like 24 when you're going on kind of just to be like like wide-eyed not knowing what to expect so that's kind of cool what did you think about the winners who won were you like happy for them are you close to them or did you expect it
0: i Yeah, I expected them to win. And honestly, I spent a lot of time with Tom, especially in there. And, you know, Tom's only 24, but he's so mature and so grounded and, like, so chilled. And I think they're really suited. They're really compatible. Like, even Molly, I didn't, I spoke to her a bit, but obviously, I knew my days were numbered, so my time was you focused gotta on get, Arabella. Yeah, he got it. I didn't really talk to any of the girls overly, if I'm honest. I was just kinda like Arabella, I gotta focus and obviously she was the what the girl I was most attracted to and what I wanted to put my energy into. Yeah. But she's friends she's actually friends with Molly. So, you know, we're talking about potentially double dates and things in the future we just got to see what happens but i definitely think they should have won there they're two really genuine people and especially tom i actually was at the manchester united game last weekend with him so i've seen him already outside of the villa and i'm just really happy for those two
1: manchester united are you manchester united fan
0: i just love football in general i don't i'm probably more liverpool but i i will i will just watch football i just love it in general and like I, i i love nfl but I finally learned like how it all works, but we don't have that here. And it sucks that we're like, we don't have that NFL. Like, cause I know over in the States, it's like, it's a huge thing. yes, And I wish we had more of that. I wish we had more of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm a huge soccer fan. I, I think I've talked to this to you about this before. Like I prefer mm-hmm. soccer kind of over anything. Um, My, especially, but I'm like Italian soccer. I like Barcelona. So I'm like England. It's kind of like whatever. I want to go to a soccer game in England just because the fans are so insane because you're like craziest fans ever. Like the hooligans and stuff. Like that's one of my favorite things to like learn about, but you guys have like rugby, which is kind of like a mix between soccer and American football.
0: Yeah. And Ireland actually are so good at rugby. The Irish yes. team. We're terrible at football. Like, where I'm from, Northern Ireland and Ireland, their football teams, their soccer teams are terrible. Mm-hmm. No offense. But they're, they're, their rugby team is phenomenal. So they're they're really good. That's- if you can get over as well and watch like an Ireland rugby game, that would be sick. Yes.
1: Well, the, there's a lot of Irish rugby players here in New Jersey and they're a little nuts. They're a little crazy when you meet them at the bar and they're like... Because they come over oh, here... We,
0: we can drink yeah
1: like and then they're like and you know it's the accent I'm sure if you came to America with that accent every American girl would just be like I don't even care what you're talking about you have like how good does your accent do for you whenever you come here is like really the question <laughs> because I feel like come on can be
0: yeah I mean like I think the Irish accent was voted like the sexiest accent really in the world. I think so or I, I mean maybe I'm just saying that but have you have you ever watched the film PS I love you
1: yes are you kidding yes Gerard sure. Butler okay,
0: that is it that is like a, a good way to show, like if someone hasn't been to Ireland, that's also a good way to kind of show what it's like the country, because it is a good, great country yeah. and I'm I'm proud to be Irish and I'm down in to Dublin tomorrow actually, so I'm resting there tomorrow night, so I'll have a couple of Guinnesses down oh, there, but I haven't put my accent in the States to use too much because most of the times I've been over in America, I've actually been like with my ex-girlfriend, so I've had to be a bit more chill, but you know, I'm still technically single at the moment. So. We'll see what happens in the future. And I think I'm actually going to be over in the, in, in America quite a few times this year wrestling and um, with progress. So, Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I plan on getting over a lot. That's all getting processed at the moment.
1: Well, I mean, now your voice is going to be all over my podcast for any of the American girls listening. So I'll let you know how the feedback is when they tell me if they like the Irish accent or not. Let me know. Let me know. Yeah. Um, so I want to switch gears a little bit. Obviously, you talked about you're going to be wrestling a little bit this year, but let's go back to the beginning. Like, how did you... Get interested in pro wrestling to begin with. Like, what made you want to start wrestling and become a pro wrestler?
0: So I just loved it growing up. If I'm honest, like I watched it as a kid, as as most people do. And you know, you're probably meant to grow out of it when you start hitting your teenage years because it's it's not cool to like wrestling. And you know what I mean. But I would I used to skip classes at school and pull out the big gymnastic mats in PE in the PE hall. And like, I would wrestle with like two or three of my friends and then we'd get detention because we'd be skipping classes to just wrestle. Yeah. So I always love wrestling. And then I was working in Spain in my like early twenties and I saw these guys, like obviously Sheamus had been signed to WWE, but then a guy that I had heard of had been signed from Dublin, Joe Cabre, who runs over the top wrestling, which is one of the biggest companies in Europe now. And it's an Irish company. And I saw he'd been signed to America. so it kind of opened my eyes that like people from where I'm from could actually make it to like a big wrestling company so I started looking into like wrestling schools and then Joe actually by the time I was finishing up my work in Spain he had gone back to Dublin so I contacted him and I said look I'd really like to start training so I was traveling from Belfast down to Dublin um, a couple of times a week to do coaching with Joe and then obviously there was a scope in Belfast and pretty early on people were like you know you've got potential here you know with how you look as well and your athleticism you should really consider this and I just I've never looked back ever since and then like I'm saying earlier, six months later, I get this opportunity to go on Love Island. And I actually messaged Joe and I said, look, what do you think about this? And he was like, mate, if this can get you out there, and get your name out there as a pro who knows what's going to happen? And I just never looked back. And like, if I'm honest, I finished Love Island the first time and I was getting booked on all these shows in the UK and I'd never wrestled in England. And I was definitely out of my comfort zone and like in the deep end because I've even admitted it before, like, I wasn't ready for the opportunities that I was getting and the matches that I was getting, and like, I'm in the ring with Rey Mysterio on five-star wrestling and things and Rob Van Damme, and the inside of me is like, this is so sick, but I also knew I wasn't, like, up to the standard, if that makes sense, but then people were like, Adam, in your situation, you've just got to take the ball and run with it. I'm not going to, like, say, hey, no, I don't want to be on live TV wrestling these guys because I'm not ready yet. I just had to go with it, and... I think just you know I got I did actually get a hard time like initially from wrestling fans because they were like oh you're just this reality TV guy you're just this Love Island star and I don't really think I got the respect or like you know the admiration from the crowd but that almost put a chip on my shoulder that I'm like you know what no I'm going to show you guys and I'm going to stay dedicated and obviously I've been doing it like seven years now and you know I'm looking forward to this year I think this year is going to be really busy so again it's just if you if you want to do something and you've got the passion for it and you're willing to work hard then you know you can make things happen yeah
1: I love that kind of attitude because it's so true. And that's so interesting that you were just in the ring with those guys when you were so like green. And it's just like such a scary kind of thing to do. I,
0: I hit I hit Rey Mysterio with a suplex and I elbowed him in the head oh on the way down. And I remember just going, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And he was like, it's fine, man. Come on, keep going. Oh my, thank
1: God it was Rey Mysterio. He's actually one of the nicest humans ever. I've had the pleasure All of the meeting him. Like nicest man in the world. If it was somebody else, yeah. you might have. You might've got a receipt. Isn't that yeah. what they call it? If you I got a it? receipt. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you want to come in here and take up me, kid? I'll show you. Kid. Yeah. Oh, love on star. Yeah. I'll get you. You little, you little reality TV little shit. Like, they're going to mess yeah. around with you and stuff. But that's awesome. Who who would you say, like, obviously you mentioned Seamus. There's a lot of, obviously, Irish pro wrestlers. Becky Lynch is obviously yeah. top star. Are those? Finn, Finn Balor, yeah. Are those some of, like, your inspiration of what you would watch? Or is it kind of just you have, like, a little bit more old school people? Or who were, like, those people you really looked up to a lot?
0: i just i love all wrestling if i'm honest like obviously i'll watch new japan aw like WWE. i just i just i'm a fan like i just love yeah. it so if i can take little bits from different styles and try and incorporate it into my style or how i am in the ring i mean i always like i believe like you should always be learning and you know you're never in the ring being like okay i'm the finished article like i'm, I'm set now. i think every match you have like you're only as good as your last match so i'm just always eager to keep learning and keep improving but definitely for me i love like the ruthless aggression era, like the early 2000s, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, like Kurt Angle and Edge and Mysterio and like, to be honest, I was probably more SmackDown guy when I was younger, I I just preferred that roster, but, um, you know, watching Rey Mysterio, there's a photo on my Instagram of like me lying on my bed doing like the Hardy Boy sign with my wrestlers all lined up and like all these photos on my bed, like John Cena, Rey Mysterio and everything like stuck on my wall, sort of think that like I've actually been in the ring with him, it's just, it's just a mad story and I'm, like I say, I'm just—I've got that fire under me again, that passion back, and now that I've just done this TV show, I'm ready to like capitalize on it again. And I, like I said earlier, I did get really close to getting signed by WWE um, a couple of years ago, but I have that. Like fire and desire because I still believe that I can make it and I have the potential to like do something big in the industry. So I'm ready for this year. Yeah.
1: I mean, the year just started. It's only March right now. It's literally March right now. So for you to call out whoever you want or to kind of have this kind of like the match under you, because now people are talking about you and you're kind of back out there, you have to take advantage of it because... The space too for pro wrestling from when you were 24 now is so different considering there's so many options of places you can go as opposed to just kind of one outlet to really go to. You have the AEW, you have TNA, you have WWE, you have NXT, all these options as opposed to when you were younger, those were not all there. So people like you are... An exciting addition to the to like the world of pro wrestling, in my opinion, because you will bring something different than kind of what we see in the Americanized way of it. And I think you have to have a tough skin to go on reality TV. I don't think people realize you are probably talked about negatively on social media. Positively, people are going to go after your looks. People are going to go after everything you say. I've seen people get legitimately buried on reality TV to the point that they like want to hide in a shell as opposed to like taking advantage of it to like make them bigger. So I think you're off to a great start in, you know, kind of taking advantage and like running with what you've got right now. Who, who are some of your, just across the board of what you've been seeing? Cause I know you watch your fan. Like, who do you want to go in the ring with right now? Like if you could pick whoever you wanted.
0: Randy Orton. Oh, you like, he, Randy Orton is like my idol, if I'm honest. You know he's like, my number I one. Guy, it's just, he's just so smooth in the ring and effortless. And like, obviously with the physique that I have and the tattoos, I try and emulate some things, you know, I hit the power slam. Like if I hit an RKO, I'd pretty much be Randy Orton in the ring. But I just think like he is definitely someone that I've studied so much, especially like in his early days and like the legend killer and for that cockiness. And I remember... He followed me on Twitter one day a couple of years ago. I'd woken up and I was just like, I was just like, what? I, like I was, with my, ex-girlfriend the, I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time, and I just turned to like she was like, what's wrong with you? Like what's wrong with what's? And I was like, Randy Orton has just followed Big Flex, and she was just like, like she knew she knew how much I loved them. But I think like getting a match with, with with Randy Orton would be would be sick. Like that would be that would be phenomenal. So if if Randy ever listens to this, I'm calling him out. You know what I mean? Like we're because you know we can we can battle drop kicks. I call myself the drop kick king, but we'll see. But. <sighs> No, he's, like, he's up there with, like, with someone, definitely. Listen,
1: I don't know if you know this, but Randy Orton's, like, my number one of all time. Like, he's the love of my life. Randy Orton, he just doesn't know it yet. He's also married, so, like, (laughs) it is it is what it is. But that's my number one guy, like, from I always talk about. And I he's, like, my dream guest on the show. But, like, I don't know if you'd want to come on because I would just talk to him about how much I love him. So it probably wouldn't be a great interview.
0: Just manifest it. It I know.
1: Well, if you say you're just like him, you're kind of like my what's it called? Like my yeah, knockoff. I'm, my,
0: I'm, the Ari, I'm the Irish. I'm the Irish. Randy
1: Orton. Yeah. You're my knockoff Randy Orton right now. So if anybody's listening, R- Randy Orton from Winnie. Yes. It, uh, I was going to say that. I forgot what it was called, but yeah, you're like my Amazon hoarder of Randy Orton. That's kind of like what it is, but I would, I would watch that for sure. I mean, when he returned, like, were you so hyped up? Cause I missed him and he showed up the same night. as like CM Punk. I don't know if you saw it, but tell me that wasn't yeah, like yeah. Epic. What do you think about everything going on in the WWE right now?
0: I just, I think it's a real exciting time like to, to be like, obviously to build up the WrestleMania and like the rock coming back. And yes. like that blew me away as well. The fact that he had to like call an audible and almost go heel rock. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because the fact, like, but that just shows, again, that's what I love. Like the fans will ultimately decide what it is that they want. And like, just because you're the rock and you're this mega star, if they're, if they're not feeling it, they'll, they'll tell you. So again, like you say, the thick skin, because I remember watching that and I feel like I could see a bit of the rock was kind of, in a little bit like annoyed almost maybe that the crowd were booing him and stuff but again the professional that he is he's he's switched it he's rolled with it and he's embraced him now being able to be that cocky heel like um with roman reigns and stuff so i think this this wrestlemania is going to be sick i think are you more Um, i might even even try and get over for it if i can oh
1: you're gonna come to philly man yeah who knows philly is a little scary have you been to philly before philadelphia
0: is it is it why why is it scary like what, what do you mean well
1: listen it's like so you've been to like new york obviously have you ever been to like new jersey
0: I don't think. Okay. So. But New York is busy. New York is like London on steroids.
1: Yes. I say New York is like any yeah. big city on steroids. I don't think there's any place like it really. It's a little scary and I live 20 minutes outside of it. I'm right in New Jersey anyway. But Philly's like I don't know. It it's a weird dynamic like um there's like a weird competition between New Jersey and Philly cuz Philly like NFL Philly fans are probably the most <laughs> awful fan base of all time. Like they're just very like wild and like nasty and like dirty and they're like known for it just being like insanely crazy they're like the green street hooligans of like the of america i would say but they like fight each other they destroy their own city when they win the super bowl like they're just insane so philly people just don't take any shit so if you think people like that are like that new york philly is like just as bad but they think they can do no wrong and they think they're better Every Philly fan listening right now hates me, but I've, I've been this way. I've talked about them all the time. So Philly's a little scary, it's but scary. they might love you because you're an outsider kind of coming in and you got an accent. I feel like with the accent, no one's going to be mean to you.
0: I actually, I love America. Like I, if I could live in America, I would definitely move over. I just, I think it's just, yeah. I, the UK is all right, but there's definitely more opportunities and just so much more going on in America. And you obviously have so many states that you can travel to and stuff. So again, I'm putting it out there that, you know, hopefully i can sign a contract somewhere and move over but you know it's always about the passion for wrestling that i have but at the at the stage that i'm at now it would be nice to kind of get that big break especially when i was so close to getting it before so i'm putting it out there i'm ready to grind i'm ready to get the boots on as much as i can this year and just see what happens that's crazy.
1: where in america do you love so much that you've been like what's your favorite where would you move to
0: I mean, I like Florida because I I like the sun. Yeah, that's. And obviously, you're you're close to Miami, and you've got like the theme parks and things. So and sick gyms. Like gyms in the UK are okay, but we're definitely way more behind, like American, Australian stuff. So we are kind of the last people to get the the, the latest trends and stuff. So I think like Florida would be cool because I want this this natural. Like this is a South African tan. This is not bad for me, but I want that. I'd have that Florida tan like all year round. And plus, you've got the performance center and things there. Yeah. If I got over there, so. I'm putting that out there. Like I'd, I'd like to move to the state Definitely. Florida
1: is such like, I feel like a lot, everyone kind of lives in Florida. Everyone kind of moves to Florida at some point, especially there's so many wrestlers there. WWE's Tampa, AEW's Jacksonville. So like that's all in Florida. So you kind of got some options there. Um, what's it?
0: If we got, if we got married, then I, you know, green card. And then, you know, I'm there. If me mean you got married. Who knows?
1: Wow. Interesting. I, that Perfect. took a turn. I wasn't expecting that, but yeah, you, I would move to Florida with you. Sure. I happens. could be your manager. I think I'd be good at it.
0: I think I think I'm going to say this: all men, right, need a strong woman behind them. I'm I'm not even joking. Like women, just that's why women in business sometimes they just get stuff done that sometimes men can't. So I'm putting it out there that men, ego and pride aside, you need a good woman by your side if you're going to make big moves in the world. I believe.
1: Oh, so you're calling me a strong woman? You're saying that that's what
0: yeah and your personality and your energy and like obviously we've followed each other for a while yeah. like a goofy year. Right? so you know you've been you've been making your own waves in the industry and going from strength to strength so you know fair play to you as well
1: fair play that's actually i've never heard that saying before that's a very <laughs> irish saying but i'm guessing that means like <laughs> yeah. good job or like you're doing well or something
0: yeah yeah fair play like fair play like if you pull a nice girl on the bar you're like fair play to you lad well done yeah you. you know that, that's job she's like, she's class her. that's
1: Interesting. All right. Well, thank you for the compliment. I never get complimented on my own show. Normally people just try to get me angry because I'm very fun when I'm angry. I don't really know why. I think it's the New Jersey in me. So a lot of my guests, because I usually, I like to bring up my friends. I like to talk about real shit. I don't want to just be like question and answer and like boom, 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 because that's kind of like an, a boring kind of interview in my opinion. But with you, we do kind of know each other. So it is fun to talk a little bit about these kinds of things. But you mentioned the gyms, and I know that's a huge passion of yours—is working out. And you film content for it, and you talk about it. Um, talk a little bit about that, and like why, you know, working out and that kind of stuff—you know—is such a motivation for you, almost like kind of like a therapy in a sense, and like why you love it as much as you do.
0: This just came from being younger and getting bullied. Like I was such a skinny really? kid, like, yeah, like like stick thin, like. Do you know what what's funny? When I was skinny, I used to walk around nightclubs and think I was jacked. And I used to think I was the man and like I was so skinny. And now I'm like bigger and now I like don't care. I like trying almost like wear oversized tees and stuff to kind of hide it. But like getting bullied a lot at school, and then I remember getting beaten up by these two guys one night and I didn't fight back and I felt like really defenseless. And I just remember saying to myself, like I never want to be in that situation again where I feel so vulnerable so I remember just getting in the gym and smashing the gym and almost thinking like if I get big it'll be like almost like an armor like a shield because like people will always think twice about fucking with someone that is a bit bigger especially when they're sober or they're by themselves if you're if they're drunk or with a group of lads it's different but you know touch wood since I got big no one's like messed with me since if I'm honest but so it's always a constant reminder of like, okay, if I stay big, at least I have the shield of armor and people are going to maybe think like twice about messing with me and stuff. But And I also, I keep myself out of like bad situations. Do you know what I mean, I don't go looking for trouble. I'm a pretty chill guy. I get on with everyone. Like, you know, I said on a story the other day, like, if you don't get on with me, like you're the problem. So, but that's where it came from. And then obviously now I've found my passion the past few years to help people as well. Like I'm really into like mindset and just self-development. And I think the world needs more of that because especially, you know, especially men, we feel like. We can't talk about deep stuff or show emotions or be vulnerable when we all like struggle with shit. we all have insecurities we all have stuff going on but you're almost taught as a man like you know man up is a saying like you, you just got to get on with it but sometimes it's good to talk to someone and you do need to seek help so if i can be like advice for that through my content and show that like you know this big masculine wrestler guy is okay talking about like deep and personal stuff then that's the stuff that i want to do and i want to help people so that's really where it's came from initially getting bullied and trying to get bigger to stop, you know, feeling insecure about that, and then obviously it tran- translated into my wrestling career because I thought, well, at least if I have a great physique, it's going to get eyes on me, and it, you know, people were saying to me all the time, like, if WWE come looking for you, you know, you're going to stand that shit away. So that was always like a motivating factor, and then now the past couple of years, it's just I feel like. I've really found a purpose to to help people and like give back and you know, younger kids or younger guys that have maybe been in my position or they're insecure for whatever reason, like the more I can be speaking about stuff like that and getting content out there, I feel the better. You know, the world needs more of that. So that's really like my big goal now as well alongside my wrestling.
1: Guys, we have a problem. Recent studies have shown that testosterone levels are falling in American men. Low T is linked to depression, low sex drive and weight gain. So it's important to stay on top of it. You could go to a TRT clinic, but it's expensive, awkward, and in most cases, not necessary. You just need to stimulate your body's own natural testosterone production. It's time to check out the Ultimate Test Stack at LegacySubs.com. The majority of testosterone release occurs while you sleep, which is why the Ultimate Test Stack features their best-selling sleep aid, Recovery PF. Test X9 stimulates testosterone, T-Assist inhibits estrogen, and Recovery PM gives you the best night's sleep you've ever had. You're going to feel like a new man after trying the ultimate test stack for 30 days. If you don't believe me, check out all the verified five-star reviews on Top Rated. Legacy Sports Nutrition is founded by three-time world champion and SmackDown general manager Mr. Nick Aldis and 11-time women's champion and future Hall of Famer, Mickey James. And they personally use these products themselves. If you need more assurance, they're NSF certified, third-party lab tested, and made in the USA in an FDA inspected facility. And because you listen to this show, you can save 10% off your order at LegacySupps.com now by using Gabby at checkout. That's G-A-B-B-Y. That's LegacySupps.com. L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. It's time to level up with legacy. That's like an amazing thing because it is so true. I grew up with brothers, right? So I have seen the other side of like men dealing with stuff and always doing it in private or always feeling like they can't talk about it or they can't struggle because you look less strong, which is really Mm -hmm. the complete opposite. And I do feel like we've kind of gotten far in making men especially feel comfortable talking about. Struggles or how they're feeling, or you know, anything. And but we're not as far yet because I feel like still there's going to be guys that kind of hide behind the weights and hide behind those kinds of things and really don't know how to talk about their feelings or talk about any kind of struggles that they're having. So that's really big of you to do that. And the fact that you went through your own struggles too has really kind of morphed you into doing this for other people. So I think that's really commendable.
0: I want to say, like, I'm not saying that. You should just sit around feeling sorry for yourself or like per me and all that but i just think like as a man like it is okay to have problems and even when i got my nxt contract taken away from me that was like devastating for me like i got so close to my dream coming true and then i didn't get it but again i just had to suck it up and i have just always had this resilience of like okay well like that hasn't happened but what do i do do that is throw the toilet in now and like stop going to the gym and just kind of give up on like right. it's like no i put out that message that like you can't just you know, throw the towel in and feel sorry. Like you can feel your emotions, you can feel your stuff, whatever you're going through, but then there comes a point where you have to say, Okay, as a man especially, I need to suck it up and get back on the horse and get shit done and keep moving forward because life is gonna move forward regardless. So you might as well like just keep like staying in the fight. As long as you keep swinging. Yeah. You're still fighting you know mean? Yeah,
1: no, for sure. And listen, it's always easier said than done. Like Every time we talk to somebody, if they're going through something, it's easy when you've been through it to talk about it, but I'm sure that wasn't always an easy thing for you to follow just because you're saying it now. You've been through some shit to like really be able to practice what you preach now. You know what I mean? So I think that's cool that you're kind of giving back. To men in that sense, to be like, dude, I, this is, you might look at, because listen, if someone looks at you, they might be like, he's got it all together because, you know, you're good looking, you are muscular, you're very well spoken the way you talk, and you kind of have a good head on your shoulders in that sense. So people might look at you and be like, he's perfect, like he's never gone through anything bad. So I kind of, I appreciate you being so honest that, you know, you were bullied and you did struggle because I think that's gonna open some people's eyes because I've been through some shit too. I think everybody has in some kind of way but that's amazing that that's what you're doing. And I know, um, you're all about your content and your podcast and stuff like that. So for people, tell people where they can like follow you too, because I want to make sure if anyone does want to talk to you or follow you on the stuff that you're putting out there that they can, because I think what you're doing is really cool.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, my Instagram is just Adam Maxted, and my Twitter is as well. Um, just Adam Maxted. and I am ready to launch a podcast soon. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, finalizing a few things, but again, it's going to be very much trying to get content out there that will help men and women, especially just, you know, sort of gym related stuff like dating kind of just general life shit that some people maybe think they don't want to talk about or they can't talk about. And that's why I'm saying at least if I'm being seen to talk about this stuff, then people might listen to it and get something from it, or they might even, you know, want to come on the show. And I just think, you know if you've got a big platform and a big social media presence you should be trying to use that like, yeah. in a positive way that to me is what an influencer is like if you can have a positive influence on people so that's just where i'm at and uh i'm excited just to to help as many people as i can going forward at
1: least you know what a real influencer is i feel like a lot of these reality stars when they become influencers it's all about products and sponsorships and like making money and it's a little crazy that's why a lot of people go on these shows though too you know it's like it's not stupid but you know everyone's talking did you watch love is blind do you know what that is
0: I have I, you know what I have seen some episodes of that and I think it's such a cool concept that like you're just getting to know someone for who they yeah. are and not their feel like because I think and I've been there as well like I have been very shallow in the past and like I've maybe not dated someone unless they tick certain boxes with how they look and it's like you could be like giving up the chance to like Actually, spend time with an incredible person, but because you're maybe letting your ego or the thing you know, girls call them icks and things like the you know. Ex. This this in this day and age, girls will be like, oh, he gave me the ick, and like it's like you could actually be get like letting a guy, a really good guy that wants to treat you right, go just because he does a few things that make you cringe, and I just that's another thing. It's like the day that this day and age a we now, so many people think they have so many other options right. because you're if you're an attractive girl, you can be on a date. Every night with another guy, if you wanted to be, do you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas, I think there is a lot more pressure on guys in this day and age because for some girls, they have to have the car, they've got to have the income, they've got to have the house, the successful career. Or otherwise, some girls aren't going to look at them twice. But and I've even struggled with that sometimes if I'm honest. But I've got to a point now where I'm like, well, I would rather a girl looks at me for who I am and the man that I am and the morals and the values that I have and like respect me because I'm that sort of that sort of man. Not that I just because I drive a Lambo or something, do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, I'd rather a girl want to be with me for what I am as a man, not what I can give her, do you, know what yeah. you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So- it's so funny you say that because I think it's the opposite because maybe because I'm a female and okay. I've been dating, I think um, it's much easier for a woman to settle for a guy that, is very good because they feel so much pressure to get married at a certain age or have kids at a certain age because all their friends are doing it. So I see a lot of my friends going through this now when you're in your thirties and everyone's getting engaged and they think like, why isn't this happening for me? So the first guy that gives them attention, they're like, I'm going to take it and they don't care if it's up to their standards or not. And I think you will always see girls who are like eight to a 10 settle for a guy that's like a six to a seven because he treats her well. But you'll very rarely see that the other way around. I've never in my time, and this is just me seeing a guy who's like a nine or a 10 settle for like a girl who's a six or a seven because they have such high standards for the female that they have to be shown with or walk around with. And they don't have the pressure to like have kids at this age or definitely get married because it's kind of cool to be the older bachelor now, right? Like I think, so I think it's the opposite, but- I love this.
0: I love, I love these debates, but th- you know what? There's something for, there's someone for everyone, but it's just, I think it just comes down to your priorities and what is important to you. Yeah. And like what you, uh, what you value in someone. And like, obviously there's all love, love, languages and all this stuff. I can talk to you all day about this stuff. Like I'm so like deep into it. Like I just listened to podcast after podcast. About you were on a mindset, dating like, reality dating. show.
1: So I would hope you could talk well, about this true. all day. Like,
0: People love love. You know, people want to be loved. Yes, John yes. I mean, it's, uh, I also don't. I also don't feel like you should settle for less than you never. Deserve, though anyway, you know, like you shouldn't. So, you know, although I say that, it's like you know, you got to make sure you're getting with the right person for you. Well,
1: I think also you need to be at a point in your life where you're happy being alone, which I know sounds crazy, but if you're not good with just yourself as being enough, like you don't ever want to yeah. live for somebody else. Like you don't want have, having to have the validation from a guy or a girl to make yourself be good because if you're not getting it from yourself and that person's gone you don't want to be like attached to it like that's that's yeah. why i'm like when it comes it when it happens it'll happen like i think that's just kind of the way you have to live your life and they say right. it happens when you're not expecting it so get busy in wanting to better yourself in your family stuff in personal life in you know in work life and like dive into it and then it will come i'm no <laughs> Expert in it. I've never been married. I've never really even been in like super serious relationships before. So I don't know why anybody would I listen. I, I don't know why anybody would listen to me, more. but I'm very chill being independent and by myself, which I think is a good thing, but it also can be a scary thing. Like if I went on a dating show, I think I would just scare the shit out of people because I would just talk like this and people will be like I don't know if she even likes me because she's been she's I'm like a very hard person to read I would say but I don't mean to be I'm just myself which doesn't always do well for but me but you
0: you have you have big energy like do I mean obviously you're yeah very attractive so I, I as well you probably maybe intimidate some guys as well I hate maybe when people say that kind of you I it.
1: hate if like if if I'm in. I'm,
0: th- I'm offended, you know. know no, 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 no. I'm offended if a guy like, tells oh, me
1: like you're talk intimidating. Talk you. I don't think that's a possibility. If I intimidate you, then you are just like a, a whip. Like you're a little a bitch. That's what I would say if like, yeah, and I no, would never call names. I mean. But like, that's impossible. No, that's what
0: I mean though. That's what I mean though. Like, there's some guys that would see you like you know doing your thing and be like, oh. I wouldn't have the confidence to like be with a woman like that, but that's not your fault that you're a strong woman and you're confident. Like you need someone that's going to match your energy. Yeah. So that's what I'm trying to say. I'm not. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm no, I know. I
1: know right? you like, weren't trying to offend so me. Good. I was just laughing because that's like the one thing I always say. Like, don't ever tell me that I'm intimidating you because it's if you want to talk about icks, that's like one. That's a big ick for me. If a guy tells me like, oh, I was scared no, to talk to you, it, I'm just giving you the ick. I'm just giving you the ick on your podcast. <laughs> no, well, you weren't talking to me specifically. Yeah. No, you don't intimidate
0: me anyway, so it's all good. Okay, I so.
1: know. Well, we've been talking for like forty minutes now, so if I intimidated you, you would have been gone already. Um, or I just wouldn't air the podcast because I'd be like, he couldn't handle it. But you're doing okay. Oh. Um. What's your ick? Now <laughs> that we're talking about icks, I gave you one of mine. I need to know what one of yours is. If well, you're technically single, so the girls have to know.
0: Yeah, like so. Where I'm at in life now, I kind of don't want to. I mean, I definitely don't want a girl that's like that wants to be in the club all the time. Yeah. Like I'm looking for someone that, don't get me wrong, is a sociable person, has friends, wants to go out. Because like we were talking about there, you need to have your own lives in a relationship and then you obviously come together and build a life together. But if you're relying on someone for your happiness or to do things all the time, that can be really like toxic and like it just consumes you. So I'm looking for a girl that has her own interests and her own hobbies and her own passions, but she's probably past the stage where she doesn't want to be out in the club all the time because i worked in, you know, Marbella, which is a very big party place in Spain and I've interacted with a lot of good-looking girls, and they just want to be on guys' tables, and, you know, I I don't think I, I... I just couldn't be with a girl like that, because although... I Say my girlfriend was like, I'm going out to the club. If my girlfriend was on a guy's table, I would not be okay with that, because right. I think it's, I just think it's disrespectful, and also, you're given... Guys don't care, because th- at the end of the day, they'll be like, well, if you've got a boyfriend, but yet you're sat on my table, how good's your relationship, really? Do you know what I mean? So if you're giving that attention to, you know, other guys, and I just think it's a bit, like... I'm not saying you can't go out and have a good time but if it's if if partying is someone's priority then we're probably not going to be in alignment with where i am in life because i have, i'm kind of past that and i'm focused on like building something now and like building a brand and like helping people so i need to just meet someone that i'm in alignment in alignment with in our lives and like you say like you can't force this stuff so that's also why i think you should date someone for quite a while as well yeah. until you actually start seeing colors because initially it's always like let me show you my best self let me show you the best version of me and in six months down the line when you've got feelings for each other then you start seeing the cracks and you start seeing like little things you're like oh shit but it's already too deep yeah. because you like the person so I think you should actually date someone slow for quite a while and be like look this is how I am this is who I am I'm not like I'm not saying you should never change but like no one should want to change you they ever accept you for who you are and they love you for who you are or else you're probably not the right person you can always compromise on stuff and have differences of opinions but if you first initially meet someone and you see their true colors over like time, then it's up to you to make the decision, is this person right for me? And if you choose to ignore red flags and things, then it's kind of down to you if stuff doesn't work out because you chose to ignore that stuff. And I'm sure, I mean, you'll probably talk to me about this, a lot of girls think that they can change always, guys. Always. Or, like, the challenge of changing guys, but you can't change someone unless they want to change themselves. So
1: Right. And I also don't ever want to change somebody because you... Like sometimes it's just not worth what's happening and that's because you are the way you are, which is fine. It just doesn't mesh with me as the way I am. I don't ever want to have to make someone not be who they are to make me happy because it will show at some point, whether it's five years down the road, if we're married with children at some point or something, you're going to show that real person. And then I'm going to be like, why did I do this to myself? I would rather be alone. I'm like, I would rather deal with my own shit by myself at that point, because then you look back and you have the regret of all that time. And you're like, did I ignore stuff? Did I question it? So I don't know. I deal with this a lot because I have a lot of friends that are in relationships and I'm like, It's going to come to a head. And like, as a friend, you can give your opinion, but you kind of have to also just let it happen. It's not my life to live. I'll give you my opinion if you ask, but I'm not going to like harp on your relationship or harp on what you got going on because you kind of have to be respectful. Listen, and it's hard for me. I'm a very outspoken person and I'm a very loyal friend. So I try to kind of be like, don't do that. Or like, he's showing you who he is. Just, just open your eyes to it kind of. But, I mean, if you needed a green card and you came over here, we'd only have like 90 days before we had to get married. I watched that show, 90 Day Fiance.
0: Well, look, I mean, look what I did in eight days on Love Island. So if we have
1: 90 days, wow. we'll be flying. You know That's I mean? true. We would be great on that show. Do you watch that show, 90 Day Fiance?
0: No, but I've heard about it.
1: It's uh, insane. It's an insane. It's the most insane show, reality show I've ever seen. I think I, got,
0: I think I got an email from a casting producer about that. No. But obviously, I, I guess I knew about Love Island, so...
1: That's sad. That makes me sad because they're supposed to go on it when they're getting married and in love. So if they're just messaging you like, do you want to meet someone random and pretend to be marrying them in 90 days to go to America? That's really scary. But 90-day fiance is the most insane show I've ever seen in my life. And it there's like a million seasons of it. And I we should be talking Love Island. Love Island's crazy too. But Love Island is like great-looking people and they're all young and you want to be in relationships and it's like fun. 90-day fiance is like people of all ages of all uh, types and kinds and whatever. And they're all trying to bring over these people from other countries that they're in love with. And 90% of the time it doesn't work out because the person's, just trying to come to the U S and these people cannot tell, like they think that they're fully in love. Like a 75 year old woman is dating like a 25 year old. And like, she's like, he loves me so much. And then his poor family is like, we want him to have children. Like, and she can't get children. It's, it's insane. I, I could talk about this forever. I wish you did watch it. Cause we could really talk about that. I'm, I'm going to check it. Out.
0: I'll, I'll start watching
1: it. Watch, watch like it. the older seasons because some of them are actually very much in love. And it's like kind of nice to see the struggles they go through to like be together because it is a crazy law and it is kind of wild like kind of the hoops they have to jump to be together because you don't have a lot of time like literally if they sign a marriage thing the person's here for 90 days and they either get married and the person stays or they decide to not get married and the person moves home so you like 90 days to know if this is the person you want to spend the rest of your life with that's scary is what
0: like only like three months in it which is not a long yeah that was good
1: math on your part
0: So, yeah, that's quick because that I'm not good at math. Smart.
1: Yeah. And you're <laughs> smart. My God. It's just like. <laughs>
0: Handsome, jacked, smart, emotionally intelligent. I mean, like. Wow. I'm just a cat how are you yet,
1: single? You know I,
0: mean? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Out of choice. Out of choice.
1: There's got. Listen, there's got to be something wrong with you, but I'll find that out later on, I'm sure. Because people say that about me. They're like, how are you single? I'm like, I don't know. But I'm probably crazy.
0: No, I think you just I think you just get to a level of like self-respect for yourself that like we were saying, like you're just not going to settle for anything. Yeah especially when you're comfortable in your own skin and by yourself, then like, I'm at such a place of peace. So I'm just not looking for anyone that's going to cause me drama. Yeah. Or, like, you know, affect my mood or my mind, I'm such a positive person. So until I find someone that is in line with my energy and we're, you know, we're in the same lane going forward, then, then I'm good. Yeah.
1: That, something I did want to ask, cause I was actually just talking to somebody ask, about this because they were like, it. they asked me if I would ever go on a, Dating reality show. And something people don't know about me is I've had a lot of casting and talks about reality shows before, like in my life, within the past few years of like them casting me on Instagram and me actually flying out for interviews and stuff for different reality shows. And I don't think I could ever do a dating show or I don't know, just because I'm so close with my dad and I wouldn't want my dad to see me like making out with dudes or like doing stuff on TV. Like, I don't, I don't know. It would make me feel a little odd or I would just make sure he didn't watch. How does your family, you're a boy, so it's different, but how does like your family feel about you being on like reality TV? Are they super supportive? Do they kind of watch? Do they not watch? Like, do they love it? Or are they just so, like, you're crazy?
0: They're super supportive. That's amazing. I'm, honestly, I did tell my mom though this time, I was like, mom, I'm going to have to go in here and just be me. And I'm a swear. And I'm yeah. going to, you know, with girl. And I said, so mom, please don't watch. And she was like, okay, I won't. And I actually said, my sister can watch. And if the episode's okay, then you can watch the episode the day after. Because, you know, I just, years ago, again, I was very conscious about, like, my family and not saying the wrong things. And this time I was like, I just need to go in and be myself. I know my family are proud of me and I'm proud of me as the man I am. So I just had to go in with, like, zero fucks this time to do me. So I did that. But, like, yeah, no one even did anything, like, overly sexual in the show this time. I think they're past trying to show show that sort of stuff on TV, I think they're, especially on that show, they know, like, a younger generation is watching it. Like, you'll get guys, like, people that are, like, 12, 13, 14, like, watching Love Island with their parents or whatever. I think they're very like, um, they're just very focused on like what they choose to show. So there wasn't really any of that anyway. And obviously, in the hideaway of Arabella, I was just more focused on wrestling her anyway, in my in my little pants anyway. So
1: well, people would take wrestling as you know that could be
0: a bit of, bit of four yeah,
1: it could be something very different, obviously.
0: She 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 enjoyed it. So. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> I love that you have a sister though. You have one sister.
0: Yeah, she's 24. She's like, I'm so proud of her. She's like a radio producer, or a presenter actually back in, in Northern Ireland. So she's making waves in her own industry herself. So she actually ran my Instagram, my social media for me when I was oh, away. That's amazing. So yeah, I'm real close to her. Like, you know, there's a seven year age gap, but now we're like really close. And she was at the gym with me today, like helping me make content and stuff. So she's like my biggest supporter as well.
1: They should put her on the show.
0: Well, she's got a boyfriend um, of four and a half years right. and he's 28 and he's honestly, he's a class guy. Like I'm so happy she's met a guy like him. Like otherwise big flex would have to wrestle this yeah, guy, yeah. but he, he has my blessing 100%. See,
1: I'm her. I have two older brothers and that's it. So like I, that's like scary. They say I can't bring boys home because I have two huge older brothers. One's a bodybuilder. So you'd probably be best friends with him and he's like a firefighter. So he's <laughs> jacked up. Okay. Um, He's right. bigger than you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh-
0: <laughs> really? Is that possible, though? Is it? It's
1: possible. Yeah. Listen, listen. I'm just saying the, the Jersey, the Jersey bodybuilders like are crazy. Like that's just, he's just a nut job. But like, if I were to go on a dating show, they would be like, "Don't, we're not watching," and or they would watch just to make fun of me or to kill the guys that were like, if, if a guy broke my heart, I think they would kill him more than if I did anything with him. Which is like,
0: I personally, I think you'd be class on TV. Like, you think so like that because of like your. Because your personality and your chat and your energy i think you would be really good on tv like doing something like that but it just comes down to whether it's something you feel like you need to do or you want yeah. to do but I, I i think you'd smash it i think
1: they'd make I'd me a heel like they would make me into okay. the heel I think,
0: I think i think i think you'd embrace i it. would like I,
1: think you'd I always do. said if i wrestled yeah. i would want to be a heel i think I, it's yeah. just more natural for me it's just more fun is that what you um are you do you favor being a heel or a baby face in in the ring
0: heel yeah yeah like especially like how I look and stuff, I come out and wrestling fans like, oh look at this arrogant, so like this arrogant twat. So I'm like, if I can get in your girlfriend's face and like flex and stuff and like be so cocky and arrogant, like the worst thing as a wrestler, as you know, is going out to no reaction. Yeah. Like if you walk out, there's nothing. It's like people don't care. So I just love embracing it, and that's what I'm excited now about getting back in the ring. Is like I want to try this. Like, I want to go back into the Love Island character and be like, I'm the biggest superstar in the UK, wrestling, blah, 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 and rock these kind of silk shirts and things and just be flamboyant and just be that cocky, arrogant, and just be hated. And I'm really excited. Like, being a heel is so much more fun, 100%. And then you're,
1: like, opposite in real life. So you're not, (laughs) you're literally the opposite of that person.
0: I get to do both, so
1: it's cool. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. So, I mean, we've been talking a long time. I should wrap. But so last question, I will leave it with. 2024, we've talked about just started. What? What are we seeing from Adam Max at Big Flex this year? What should we expect from you?
0: Just back in the ring wrestling as much as I can in the UK. I'll definitely be over to the US a few times with Progress Wrestling there. And just putting out, like I said, better content, just trying to help motivate and inspire people. And, you know, I want to say this, like my DMs are always open. If someone ever is needing advice or gym advice or lady, you you laugh because I think you're thinking. I was thinking right away when people say my DMs
1: are open, just slide in, just slide into the DMs.
0: Slide in. Anyone out there who wants to slide in the DMs for whatever reason, just drop in. I'll get back to you. Do you know what I mean? There, there, there's a lot of DMs to get back to at the moment, but I'll get back <laughs> to you. But no, just just like, just like keep working on myself, becoming better, keep resting consistently. And I just believe that I have the potential to do something big and I haven't got there yet, but I know I'm well on the way. So we'll see what happens this year. Do you
1: see more reality TV in your future?
0: Do you know what? I'd love to I'd love to do the challenge or like SAS, Ooh. Who Dares Wins, like physical and mentally yes. challenging stuff definitely like that's me i'd love to like, try stuff like that like could i do sas and have a bag over my head for like 16 hours while like getting like stuff done to me like that's the stuff that i want to do you know stuff yeah like that. you'd be
1: so good at the challenge though with like all those people because it's well crazy you'd be good at that if
0: you know, if you, know what you want put me put me forward I'll, I'll listen if this
1: podcast gets let's, you anything
0: let's do, the, let's do the challenge together oh my
1: god we, we could do it together but I, we it just wouldn't be fair for everybody else i feel like
0: that's true, we, we destroy yeah, them. We yeah, we destroy
1: them. Just... But if you get anything off this podcast interview, um, I'm technically your manager now, so I'll make sure All everything's right. handled for you. I'll make sure no one messes with you or anything like that. But- 10%?
0: 10%, I get 15%. 15?
1: 15, one, five. 15. Okay. Yeah, I deserve that's, a little that's more. Fair. That's fair, Because okay. let's be real. Um, but let's thank real. you so much for joining me. I did have a good time. I could talk to you for like three hours, but... And then when you're in the U.S., come to Jersey, come say hi. And we can.
0: I'll slide in your DMs.
1: I mean, that's how we met the first time. So, <laughs> <I'm just> so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, slide in the DMs and his DMs are open. So you can slide in his DMs as well. If anybody's listening and wants to do that, but I wish you nothing but the best this year. I'm super excited for you. I am really, you've earned nothing but the success you've made. And I think big things are coming for you this year. So I'm happy that I got the first podcast interview because I can look back and be like, I had him on when he was just, he was little flex, like, and then big flex. At- wow.
0: <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you having me on and the opportunity to obviously speak about stuff so fresh and like, like, why is I could talk to you all day? So we will have to do it again sometime. Yes,
1: we'll do it again. And maybe on your podcast when it's launched, I'll, I'll make an appearance.
0: Nice. Depo.
1: All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Gabby AF. Make sure you come back and visit me next week as we will have either another exciting guest or just me talking, which I know is great. So until then, L-Y-M-N-B, love you most, no backs.